Well, we're on our series, Tough Times Don't Last. Do you really believe that? Now, there will always be tough times. As long as we're on this planet, there will always be challenges, tribulation, trials, frustration, distress. Jesus talked about those in John chapter 16, verse 33. You always will have those. There's always going to be some challenges. Uh, We've established that pretty well early on in this series. Um, I want to say something to you, and this may be a bold statement, but I, I really believe it. This message today is a message you need to carry on your belt, okay? This is one you need to get in your heart and your mind because this is so vital. To me, uh, and I know we did this series before, we did a book. We need to do a new book now because every one of these messages have have changed on this. Uh, just as far as the Lord showing me some new and fresh things. And um, don't miss. It's possible to be present and miss everything that happens. How many of you know that? Come on. You can study the hairdo in front of you. Or you can tweet in Facebook. Don't you dare. I, I, I encourage technology, though. I do. I want, you, I want you to. There's wonderful ways that you can uh, use that. But don't miss this message. Our main text comes from Proverbs 24, verse 10. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity... Your strength is small. I want us all to read that together. Read it with me. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now put yourself in that verse and read it this way. If I faint, let's do that. If I faint in the day of adversity, my strength is small. Now it does not tell you the outcome, but it tells you the cause. That there will be days of adversity, problems, Tough times, there will be those things. We can overcome those things. I got three amens on that. We can overcome those things. There will be days of adversity, tough times, problems, and so forth. They come, they go. It's like the cold. It comes, it goes. Um, But if you faint during that time, the cause of you fainting in that or failing in that or collapsing during that time is strength. So the issue really is not the problem. Okay, let me, let me reword that. The problem, your tough time, that's not really the issue. Strength is the issue. Okay, strength is the issue. And we've spent a number of weeks on that. I want to run kind of parallel a little bit with that. We're not departing from that, but I need to add something into this uh, so that we can really work our way through tough times. In Psalm 27, verse 1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Is he yours? Notice this phrase. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Note again, of whom shall I be afraid? Then we read in Psalm 46, the first two verses. God is our refuge and what? Strength. There it is again. A very present help in, in trouble. Tough time. Problems. Therefore... We will not what? We will not fear. In the New Century Version, the same verses read this way. God is our protection and our strength. He always helps in times of trouble. So we will not be afraid, even if the earth shakes or the mountains fall into the seas. And so we see a number of things here. First of all, please get this. 
God is your strength. He's the source of your strength. The strength that you need in the days that we live, the strength to live on this planet, to go through all that's going on, that strength is a supernatural strength. That's something that God puts on the inside of you. And every one of us need it. We must have that strength. Not anything that you or I can conjure up or, you know, buy here or there, barter for. This has to come from the Lord. And the Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. But we've got to get this from God. You've got to understand that the strength we need. Listen, folks, if you're here today and you're not attached to God, you haven't given your life to the Lord, you need to get plugged in. You need to give your life to him because the strength you need comes from him to live this life. And so note that the the, the strength issue, but also notice in these verses, it says that God is our source. He's our light. He's our salvation. He's our strength, he's our shelter, our refuge, our help. He is all of those things. And that is the good news on this. And because of that, that's why I can declare to you that tough times don't last. Now, let's look at a few things here today. First of all, there will be tough times or problems, okay? But what we need, the thing that trumps that, is strength. So there will be these There will be problems in tough times, and I'm not a doom and gloomer. I just have to tell you that so that you're equipped and ready and not shocked by things and go hide. You know, as problems come, various levels and amounts and durations. How many of you know I'm telling you the truth? Okay. But what you have to have to overcome these things is strength. Okay? We're going to add on to this in a moment. But strength trumps the tough time. Strength conquers The problem and that strength comes from the Lord. Well, let me tell you about the problem with problems. Problem with problems is they usually don't come alone. They come in what I call package deals. It's buy buy one, get one. (laughs) Gift with purchase. Get the bundle. Okay. And what happens is... They rarely, I, I mean, I was, I was thinking about this over the couple, last couple of days. They rarely, a problem rarely comes by itself. There's something else that comes with it, included in every bundle or package. And that is this. You ready? Fear. The problem comes and always in that package is some level of fear That comes with it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And the fear comes. Listen, the fear comes to drain you of your strength. Now look at this carefully. Tough times, that's a given. Problems on the earth while we're here. Sure, that's a given. But we can overcome those things if we have the strength. So the enemy of your soul introduces fear because what fear does is drain you of that strength. And as it drains you of your strength, then you're, you're back to a place of being vulnerable to the problem. When you, uh, I listened to the CD of when I taught this a number of years ago, and I used this illustration. If you had some concerns in your body or you were getting a checkup and you went to the doctor and he says, you know what I think? I think you have a quiver in your liver. Now, that is not an actual medical condition, okay? 
I know there's some people in a group this size. There's bound to be somebody. I think I have that now. You know, so no, you don't. No, you don't. But um, and I and I don't know why this. And I'm 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 certainly thankful for doctors and nurses and medical science and all that. But it's frustrating sometimes. You go for a test to see if in fact you do have a quiver, and they say uh, we'll call you probably three four weeks, and come back and we'll let you know if you actually do have a quiver in your liver. So you leave wondering if you've got the quiver and then also guess what you've got? Fear. And fear will go to lunch with you. Fear will take a shower with you. Fear will lay down with you. Fear will go with you to a birthday party. It'll go, it'll go everywhere with you. And we've got to get rid of fear. Church, we've got to get rid of fear. So fear keeps you from eating or it causes you to eat a whole lot more. Fear will keep you from sleeping or it will cause you to sleep a whole lot more. Fear will keep you from thinking right, speaking right, acting right. It is very important that we do not, and this is from scripture, that we do not fear. Look at your pastor. Listen to me. Do not fear. I want you to say this, and it's also the script from from scripture. And it says this, I will not fear. Go ahead. Come on, convince me. I will not fear. One more time. Like, yeah, I got this down. Go ahead. I will not fear. Another way you can say, I will not be afraid. Try that one. I will not be afraid. Now, but you have a problem. That's all right. We'll overcome the problem. You with me? The debilitating thing so often is the fear. So we've got to get the fear out of there. You know what I'm talking about? It's the bill. It's the doctor's report. It's the letter. It's the phone call. It's the news that came to you. It's the thing you're wondering about. It's the thing you overheard. Uh, whatever that that stray thought that those things we've got to get that out of the equation we've got to get fear out of this in a quick search of scripture there's 76 declarations of i will not fear or i will not be afraid 51 times we have the command do not fear and all total all of that interaction concerning do not be afraid fear not and all of that 365 of those 365. Does that ring a bell? All right, you got one for every day except for leap year. And leap year, I I don't even know what to tell you to do. (laughs) You get the point. You get the point. And we've got to get fear out of our life. Get rid of it because it drains our strength and it complicates the issue. Fear is an emotional response. And we'll talk about getting rid of the fear in a moment here. It's an emotional response. It's you responding in an emotional way to danger or threat, either real or perceived. So something happens or you think something happens and you have fear and it it registers in your emotions. Now, it will affect you in every area of who you are if you allow it to stay. But it is ultimately an emotional response to Danger or threat, either real or perceived. If something real is happening, um, let's say you're trimming some hedges and all of a sudden you hear some buzzing and you see some hornets. Everybody say, that's real. And you should not just stand there in Jesus' name. You, you, You better head to the hills or you better dive into the pool and stay underwater for 10 minutes, okay? You with me? Uh... That's real. That's real. 
But then uh, on TV, and especially this time of year, you're going to see movies. And they're kind of, you know, scary and stuff. Look at me. It's not real. Okay, it's not real. And so you got, you know, zombie man from the swamp, you know, and he's out after people. And he starts chasing this little lady. And I don't know why, but they can't run fast in those movies. And so she runs up eight flights of stairs and he follows her. And then her wannabe boyfriend comes in to rescue her. Finds a fire axe and sinks it in zombie man from the swamp's head. And he falls down. That'll get him. And then he, to make sure, he pushes him off the balcony of the eighth floor. Lands on the sidewalk. We feel better, don't we? Come on, we feel better. And this is all fake. And then just to make sure, he takes the piano over to the balcony, <laughs> pushes it over, lands on him. And then just me, because I'm still a boy, and then I'd spit too. <laughs> all is well. And then they go down to the street to go back to their regular lives. And she's thanking him. And what did they do? They stand four feet away from the whole thing with their back to him. And what always happens, he moves the piano away, pulls the axe out of his head, Ah! right? Am I right? And we get all, and you know what? It's not even real. It's perceived. We have all kinds of things. And I got plenty of stories too of perceived things, you know, that, that cause fear in your life. Either way, we've got to get this fear out of our life to fend off this fear to get this fear out there are a number of ways to do this but concerning tough times there are a couple things that must be in place and active in your life if you're really going to be able to banish fear Um, there have to be some reasons everybody say reasons you have to have something concrete you have to have something solid for you to stand on for you to be able to say i am not afraid or I will not fear. You have to have something real going on for you to really say that. So these are not empty words. So you're not just, I'll not be afraid. I'll not be afraid. I'll not be afraid. No, you have to have something in place and active in your life for that to happen. The first thing is this, faith. Everybody say faith. Perhaps a better word for faith to help us understand, helps me understand, is trust. Trust. Trust what? Trust God. Trust what about God? Trust that God is what we already declared him to be, that he is our source, that he is our light, our salvation, our strength, our help, our shelter. Are you with me? Do, let me just ask you, do you believe that? See, because if you don't have faith in place, then guess what will be in that place? Because every one of you have a spiritual mechanism. God made you this way. Listen to me. You are built to believe. You are built to believe. And what is fear? Fear is the perversion and the reverse of faith, but it's believing. And it operates on the same principles as faith. Faith comes by hearing. How does fear come? By hearing. And with faith, you believe something and it affects your actions, your words, and so forth. 
You believe and therefore you speak. And so you've got to have faith in place so that we don't have fear in place. And, and faith is trusting something. It's believing something. Even though you can't fully explain it, you are able to say, and I emphasize say, because faith speaks. The spirit of faith is we believe and therefore speak. Those of you that have received Jesus as your Savior, how did you do that? Romans 10 said that you believed in your heart and you spoke with your mouth. There's faith in your heart and there's faith in your mouth. And when you get the faith in your heart and the faith in your mouth together, things happen. Okay? Now, so you've got to believe this and speak this that in the face of your situation, God, you are my strength. God, you are my source. God, I am never alone and I'm never without help. You are with me. You help me. You're my shelter. You're my strength. Are you you hearing this? You've got to believe this. And you don't just believe it in the quiet recesses of your mind or your heart. You have to bring it out strong in the sense that you say it. You say what you believe. You say what you fear. And don't let this thing run in reverse. Get this thing going in the right way. Who am I saying it to, Pastor? You're saying it mostly to you. Mostly to you. Why? So that faith is strong. Because the spirit of faith is that we believe and we speak. And so in the face of the situation, God will get me through this. God is my source. God is my strength. God is faithful. Lord, you've got me through this and through that and through this. And I didn't deserve any of it. Yet you got me through. Are you hearing me? And you need to have faith in place. The second thing that you must have in place is a strategy, a strategy, a plan. I think I'm getting taller. It's harder to write low there. Um, You've got to have a strategy. This incorporate, this is where you incorporate your faith with a God given plan. It's practical action. God has his part, you have your part. He's the helper, you're the doer. The Holy Spirit is not the doer. The Holy Spirit is the helper. Are you with me? Now, pay close attention where we're going with this here. When you have a problem, a tough time, a situation, there are two things you must always do, okay? First of all, you need to go to God. Go to God because there's two things that we need. We need strength and we need strategy. Well, follow how this unfolds here. You always, when you go to God concerning your problem, two things you must do. Please get this. First of all, ask God to act. Ask God to do something. Y'all got quiet. Ask God to help you, to rescue you, to show himself strong, to fix this, to move that, to stop them, to, to whatever it would be, you need to get before God. And number one, ask God to act. Say that with me. Ask God to act. The second thing you must do, and this is also critical here, ask God to show you what you're to do. A lot of people stop short of that. Ask God to show you what you're to do. Okay, this is vital as well. There are times where you ask God to show you what to do, and he'll say, I got this one. Second Chronicles, we have an incident where he said, you'll not need to fight in this. Stand still and see the glory of God, which I will perform today. I'll take care of this. 
I like those times. No, come on. I said, I like those times. I like those times where you're trying to figure out what to do and you're doing this. And God said, just, just hang on. I want to show you something. And he shows himself strong. Takes I love when he does that. But preponderance of scripture and also look at our own life history. That's not what he does all the time. So you need to, first of all, ask him to do that, though. And he is your help, your strength, your refuge and so forth. So first of all, ask God to act. But then ask him to show you what you are to do. And he will give you strategy here. If you don't, and this is important. Let me just use some illustrations. One that I recently spoke to somebody about. And it's not condemnation for anybody. This is a house of truth and grace and love. Okay. But get the truth part. I have to tell you the truth or I don't love you. But sometimes a problem comes into your life. And this is what a lot of people do. A lot of believers do this. Let's say they lost their job for some reason. Now they go to God. Good. And they ask God to act. And then they just sit and wait for God to act. And you say, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Um, I lost my job and I'm waiting for God to act. Or you get the doctor's report. And then you come back and God, I need you to act. How are you doing? Well, the doctor said this and I'm waiting for God to act. And we stopped short of something that I believe is critical. It's vital. You need, you need to understand this. There is nothing that is locked that God cannot either unlock or show you the key. And so often, of course, God could unlock it. But God is, you need to trust God's vantage point. And you're going to develop even a greater trust in God, a greater understanding of his faithfulness by cooperating with God. But a lot of people stop short. It's almost like, could I have Kool-Aid? Yes, you may. It's in the fridge. And sometimes we're just like this. Could I have that? And we just stay there and we don't do anything. And and, and understand this, it's not about works. It's about cooperating with what God wants. Get this again. There's nothing that is locked. Nothing. Economy, health, jobs, nothing that is locked that God cannot unlock or show you the key. So you ask God to act, but then you ask God, show me what to do here. Show me what to do. And then strategy and a plan will come from God and get this. And this is why you have to commune with God and walk with God and stay in training. Remember that old series? Because the plan and the strategy of God is going to come to you, follow this, through your spirit and through your mind. There are times where God will use another person to maybe speak or prompt something. But typically it's going to come into your spirit and through your mind from God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to have to learn and grow in this and know that God is prompting and God is leading and God is helping. You you think you're coming up with good ideas. Or you're ignoring them because you think they are your ideas. And that's why you need to commune with God because we're asking him to act, but we're also asking him to, Lord, show me what to do. That's his favorite request to fulfill. 
Show me what to do. I'll tell you what. He loves that. And it will come into your spirit and through your mind. Please get this next statement here. You must know this. Because the Holy Spirit of God, the Ancient of Days, the only wise God lives in you as a believer. Get this. There is power in your spirit to generate a solution. Children of God are never stumped. We're never stalled. We're never like, whatever. I say this a lot. I don't know, but I will know. Staff that's been around me for years know I'll say this. I don't know, but I will know. Because he will make it known to you. Ask him to act. Ask him to show you what to do. He will give you a God-given plan. Now listen to me. He probably won't show you the whole trip. Usually I find he'll show you just a glimpse of it, just a little postcard of it. But he will show you the next step. And the most important step that you must take and the most important step that you cannot afford to miss is the next step. If God showed you all the steps, guess what you would do? That's too many steps. <laughs> or you would say, those steps aren't important. But you will come to find out that a lot of times it's the small steps that are the most important steps. That's where you learn to trust him. That's where you see God operate in ways that you never thought. That's the way you're going to see God work in your life more than if you just sat on a stool and said, God, do something. It's when we get out and we walk with God, we will see the richness and the faithfulness of God in our lives. There is power. Get this, y'all. Don't let this spook you out because God lives in you. And because you're seeking him, there is power in your spirit to generate a solution. So whatever your deal is, whatever your situation is, listen, if you don't know, you will know. What do I do about my kids? What do I do about my business? What do I do about my finances? What do I do about this house, this dog, this car, my job, this government, this, that? What do I do about this? I don't know. Let's get together and just be negative. Let's gripe and scare each other. You run, I'll chase you. Somebody square up and say, God is my source and God is my strength and he will get me through. And greater is he that is in me than this trash. And he gives me strength and I will not fear. I will not fear because he'll give me a strategy and because I believe this. Because if I stay in fear, it's going to drain my strength and then I'm in trouble. Then I've got trouble. But listen to this. Strength and strategy from God. Follow this. Strength and strategy from God always trumps tough times and fear from the enemy. Strength and strategy from God always conquers problems and fear. One more time. Strength and strategy from God always conquers your problem and your fear. You got that? He is your strength. Ask him what to do. But then ask him to show you what you're to do. And realize that there's nothing that is locked that God cannot unlock or show you the key. Be strong, church. Do not be afraid. He will come. 
and save you. Isaiah 35 verse 4 says, Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And understand this again. I'm going to make these two statements and then I'm going to close with this. There is nothing that is locked that God cannot unlock or show you the key. Strength and strategy from God always conquers trouble and fear. And so let's hook up with him. Square your shoulders up. Believe and know that God is your strength and listen for him to show you that next step. And I'm telling you, tough times won't last. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.